Hello and welcome back to Reality Check. Nothing super interesting to report this week, but like last episode, I urge you all to check out the new promotions page of my website, which lists out the various ways you can save and even earn money when it comes to reality guidance. You can save through my subscription system, and you can earn money, or the next best thing to it in the form of Amazon.com gift cards, whenever you refer a paying client to me. Uh, I'm about to send out my first round of Amazon cards this week, and it's all very exciting, Uh, so do check that out. Okay, so for this week, uh, I'd like to tackle this idea of taking your mindset uh, and your life in general from surviving to thriving. Uh, I've had numerous people broach the topic in various different ways, using different wording, but in the end, here's what it is. Some people look at their own lives and they find every day to be a struggle. They might be living paycheck to paycheck, they might be constantly gaining and losing the approval of their boss, or they might just feel like life is dragging on forever, always on a plateau, never really getting anywhere. Then these people see others who seem to be prospering, almost as if by magic. Why is life so hard and drawn out for them, but for other people, everything is falling into place? Is it luck? Is it natural talent that they can never attain? Were they just born like that? There are thousands and thousands of self-help books that give you a take on how to succeed in work, in love, in friendship, in family, and I'm sure most of them can give you a bit of truth in how to achieve success. The question itself is almost too large to fit inside of a book, or many books, so fitting it inside of a 10-minute podcast is laughable, but I do have a few thoughts that might have an immediate impact on your day-to-day. Here's a question. When your alarm goes off in the morning, do you lay in bed and do mental math? Do you look over at your clock, uh, think about the latest time that you can get to work and not get yelled at, and then based on that, calculate just how many times you can hit the snooze button? Uh, I'm sure everyone has done this at some point in their lives, and many people do it for their entire life. And this is one of the best examples that can kill your forward momentum, and that is the lack of automation. Now, what do I mean by that? Every time you come to a decision point, there's a risk factor. I don't mean that you could choose right or wrong. That exists too, of course. But here I mean that there is a risk of letting yourself down. The right answer is to get up when your alarm goes off. The night before, you checked your alarm. You deliberately set the time for when you should get up. You made that decision, and you made it using a detached, logical method. So now, when you're at your most irrational, when all of your emotions are screaming, hell no, I don't want to get up, this is not the time to start reconsidering your decision. Nothing has actually changed. The times are all still the same as when you considered them last night. Now all you are giving yourself is an opportunity to let yourself down. So how do you counter this? It's actually pretty simple. All you need to do is automate certain parts of your life. Now that doesn't mean that you don't put thought into your decisions. A lot of times I and others make reference to people autopiloting their way through life, meaning they just go through the motions without thinking. That's not the kind of automation I'm talking about here. What I mean by automation is that you rationally consider a decision, such as when you should get up tomorrow, you consider it ahead of time, not in the heat of the moment, you settle on the right answer, or a right answer if there's more than one, and that's it. Period. End of story. Tomorrow, when your alarm goes off, there should be no further decision making going on. It's over. You've already made this decision. You now have permission to not mentally struggle with it anymore. All you have to do is start moving your body. No complex thoughts required beyond, you know, try not to trip as I get out of bed. But what about the emotions? 
Are you supposed to will them away? How do you fight them? The answer is that you don't. Those emotions of not wanting to get up to go to work are fine, and they make sense. No one wants to get up to an alarm, even if they love their job. It's miserable for everyone. And so when you're in the shower or when you're you know, in, in the car commuting in, go ahead and complain to yourself about it. That's fine. But the point is that you're already acting. You didn't give yourself that opportunity to let yourself down. People might mistakenly believe that the difference between successful people and people who stagnate is that the former likes to work hard, likes to push themselves, likes all of that in some sort of masochistic way, and the latter just aren't motivated like that. That might be slightly true in some cases, but the majority of the time, it's not about liking it. It's merely a matter of automation. The hard workers know that in order to get the results they want, they can't dwell on how hard the process is. Of course it's hard, and of course they would rather be watching TV or vacationing instead. But more often than not, they just didn't give themselves that out. They didn't allow for the notion that they even could watch TV instead of getting the task done. It was time to do the task. Period. Now, all of what I just described is the foundation level. One of the reasons people struggle in that surviving mode for so long is because they spend large parts of their days talking themselves out of the mundane tasks that keep us stable. And by stable, I mean keep us chugging along. If you're getting into work late habitually because you don't get out of bed on time, then simply keeping your job is a struggle. You don't have time to worry about getting a promotion or a raise because merely keeping yourself at the same level is this constant battle. But now suddenly, if you automate that, and if you make it so that you can get to work every day on time, you just removed a giant hurdle for yourself. Now you have more time to concentrate on next steps, instead of having to apologize to your boss or your clients, which puts you into a kind of debt with them that you have to pay back. Now you're starting from zero, and you can work to start gaining some brownie points and put yourself in the positive. The less emotional debt you have to deal with, the more emotional profit you can bring in. So how do you bring in that emotional profit? It's actually almost the exact same process. It still involves automation. No matter who you are, no matter how down on your luck you get, there will always be opportunities popping up. As long as you don't shut yourself down completely from the rest of the world, things will pop up in your life where you have a chance to either say yes or no to something. A friend invites you to a networking event. You need to network for your job. You hate networking. Now, there are two ways you can go with that, but one of them is the right thing to do, the thing that has the best chance of getting you to your next goal. The survivor will find any reason he can to say no to that. The thriver will quick, quickly realize that the correct answer is yes, and she'll say that almost as a reflex. Both the survivor and the thriver might hate networking events, but the thriver made the decision long ago that because networking was necessary for success, she was going to say yes to every opportunity that she could. The difference between the two is not that the thriver likes to network and the survivor doesn't. The difference is that the survivor gave himself an out when he shouldn't have. The survivor doesn't automate, but rather treats every opportunity on a case-by-case -case basis and usually asks the question, do I feel like doing this? That's the wrong question to be asking. And in fact, once you've decided on the right course of action, the time for asking any questions is over. Now, of course I don't mean that you should never reconsider your decisions, especially if new evidence comes up that changes the equation. But you don't do that in the heat of the moment, uh, when your desire to quit is at its highest, 
and you certainly don't change your mind on it based on how much you feel like doing it. For most work, even jobs that you love, you're never going to feel like doing it all the time. When survivors look around at successful people and think that they love every bit of their job, they're just deluding themselves. So how do you go from surviving to thriving? Automate as much as you can. Don't give yourself opportunities to cop out or let yourself down. Jump on opportunities immediately and worry about how you feel about it later. I can't tell you the amount of times I've said yes to things that I knew, as I was agreeing to it, that I would hate. But that's okay. Sometimes I was right, and it is miserable, but I'm glad I did it. Other times, it's not nearly as bad as I imagined, and I'm even more thankful that I said yes. No one ever looks back at their lives and regrets the times that they said yes to doing the harder thing or the right thing. Regret is full of the, you know, I wish I had acted and I didn't. That's how human nature works. We quickly forget how miserable it felt to toil away for hours on something that was worth the effort. All we remember is that we did it, that we achieved. Or to put it another way, we remember our own Rocky-style training montages. It might suck during, but afterwards it feels great. But on the other hand, when we don't say yes to it, we have all the time in the world to look back on the hours and days and years spent stagnant. Alright, so I'll wrap things up here. Uh, as I said at the top, this is merely one facet of success, but I think it's probably the easiest to grasp in a, in a podcast episode and probably has the greatest potential for immediate impact in people's lives if they really enact it as a personal policy. Uh, so tomorrow, don't lay in bed doing the mental math, just start moving. And with that, until next time, thanks for listening.